We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms. I am joined alongside one of the newest acquisitions from the Angels, signed to a minor league deal this offseason, hometown guy as well. We'll talk about that in a second. Zach Wise. Zach, how you doing? Good, Jared. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited. I appreciate you coming on, taking the time, talking a little bit, let the fans get to know you a little bit. It's going to be a, going to be yeah. a blast. So how's the offseason going first off? Um, it's been good. I'm here. Uh, I'm in Orange County. Uh, got a good group of guys I train with in Costa Mesa. Get our throwing done. Park in Newport and throwing bullpens in Irvine. And yeah, it's been good. Who you throwing with? If you don't mind me asking. If you don't mind. Um, it. Actually, a few a few Angels guys recently. Uh, Kenny Rosenberg, who is a minor league rule five this year. He works. We we've grown the same group. Uh, Adam Seminaris, who's with the Angels as well um and then like connor siebel there's a, it's a good group of guys nice. for in this, in this little coast of mesa area that have been working out together for a while that's awesome yeah we had, we had kenny on right after uh, he got picked up in the roll five draft so it was good yeah. talking with him he's a good guy he knows he knows really, stuff. really good dude it's been nice to get to know him yeah awesome i'm excited for all you guys it's 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 so cool you know the hometown thing is is always something special so that's kind of the first thing i want to talk about i mean you got signed to your home hometown team were you an angels fan growing up the the biggest <laughs> getting out to a lot of games yeah we had uh we had like the mini plan after the strike in 94 my dad got the mini plan in 95 and so we had like 20 games a year from 95 to I don't know maybe we slowed down when I was in high school but probably we're at 20 some games a year very consistently a lot of Tuesday nights a lot of Big Bang Fridays yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so that's so cool to hear that, you know. I mean, yeah, it was really cool. Growing up at the stadium. That's awesome, you know. So, yeah, we were actually um, I was fortunate and got to go to the whole 2002 postseason run too, which was sick. My mom, my mom snagged a World Series game and an ALCS game and my sister grabbed an ALCS game, but other than that, I think I was at every home game, which is cool. That's so cool. That's awesome to hear that. Yeah. I, I'm excited for you. I know the Angels have kind of made that 
and a focus of since I feel like they've gone out and signed a lot of, a lot of hometown guys lately. And it's, it's kind of cool to see that um, with, with everything drafted, a lot of hometown guys. So for super, sure. super cool to see that. Was it always a dream to, to play for the angels or was it like, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> was yeah not really like a, a question to that but yes <laughs> awesome yeah no I, that, that makes yeah. a lot of sense so were there a lot of other calls fielded this uh this off season for other teams or um, were they like I, the angels are calling i want to go there yeah i spoke with a few clubs but i was hoping this phone call would come and was very happy when it did that's awesome that's that's yeah. super cool to hear that I, i'm excited i know a lot of fans are excited when they saw the the northwood irvine thing going on there it's pretty cool so um yeah. so like Said so you drafted twice out of first out of Northwood in the tenth round, uh, second time out of UCLA in the sixth round. I kind of want to pinpoint UCLA. Um, what do they do different there? They they just produce. It seems like what do they do? Yeah, our our three years we were really 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 good. Uh, we won a national championship my junior year. Um, I think it's just a very detail oriented place, and so you may not know a ton going in. I was like, I don't know, I guess I would say I was like a pretty talented high schooler, but didn't really know much about pitching. And uh, going there and working with Coach Savage, kind of like, you know, you become so ingrained with routine and what you need to do to be successful. And we do a great, at the time they used uh, work with Ken Revisa, who's obviously, you know, a renowned sports psychologist and he's since passed, but was a, a, a tremendous resource for me. And, and I just think that they, they ran it very, it was a tight ship, like no doubt. Um, and, but because of it, guys learned a lot. And so I think it allows guys, especially when you first get into the minor leagues, like, and guys, other guys are still learning maybe, you know, the value of cross counting with changeups or landing, oh, breaking balls or whatever it might be. Those were skills that were, were required to pitch at UCLA. And so you end up with just, I would say a little bit higher, maybe not the most talent, but a little bit higher threshold of how good of a true pitcher you really are. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look back at, at a lot of UCLA teams, so so talented, especially this year that what they were able to haul in. <laughs> um, yeah, wild, unbelievable, unbelievable draft or um, sign class this year. Um, yeah, and I, I did I do know a good amount of those kids, and and got to see some of them throw in the alumni game, which was cool. But yeah, no, it's been it's cool to see the program kind of build on itself and build on itself, and okay. you know those classes before us with you know Brandon Crawford and then Garrett and Trevor and. And guys like that, it's just kind of built and built and built. And, you know, hopefully they get back to Omaha this year because it's been a little bit, but it's definitely a, a place that's developing guys the right way. Yep. Yeah. And I've worked with a lot of those guys, uh, Jump, Schreier, uh, Jay Sarah kids, you know, the, mm-hmm. it's just a special class. It's special what they, yeah. what they got going on down there right now. So, yeah, it's always a talented been, bunch. Yeah. Always has been, always will be. So, let's talk about draft day. Um, that's always a special day. Do you remember it very well? I would assume you, you have to kind of remember it pretty well. Uh, for college you're saying yeah 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 um yeah it was actually it was super regionals um we were playing against cal state fullerton uh we were at fullerton that year and um it was like the start of the sixth round and i had not gotten any phone calls <laughs> and uh we were sitting down to a witch witch in fullerton somewhere anywhere in fullerton at a witch witch and i got a call uh from uh, rex dalen west who was the scout that drafted me uh, with the Reds and yeah so I knew at the start of the round I was going to get picked we were eating lunch and I knew I had like 10 minutes to get back to the hotel to flip it on the MLB app and listen to it um, and so I was able to listen to it obviously the draft wasn't quite the big deal it is today um, 
but yeah, it was really cool. I had some of my teammates with me in the room because we knew I was going to get picked and it was a really cool experience. And then we ended up taking the first two games of the series. We won that night and won the next night and went to Omaha. So it was a really cool, quick turnaround. And I think that was like the same week as my birthday. So yeah, it was a fun week for me. <laughs> that's all. That's really cool. I always like to bring up draft yeah. days just because that's just a special day. Everybody wants to get drafted. So I, I think that's some of the coolest things to hear that. Same, same kind of story getting drafted out of high school too. You kind of knew it was happening around in there. Um, so I personally just like decided, I know guys remove themselves from the draft now. That wasn't really a thing then, um, because there was no penalties for unsigned draft picks. So I had basically told teams that I wanted to go to school and, uh, I had basically told teams that I wanted to go to school. Hello. Sorry about that. You're good. Have this on do do not disturb. I don't know what just happened. (laughs) So, um, I had told teams that I don't, I kind of wanted to go to school and that was just, you know, I usually was my dream as a kid. Um, And so I didn't really expect to get phone calls. And then uh, when I got picked, it was pretty cool, obviously, because I kind of figured I wouldn't based on what I'd said. Um, But yeah, it was never really, uh, it was, it wasn't too challenging of a decision for me to decide to go to school at that time. I just, I wasn't ready to be a pro. I didn't know enough. And, and I, and I really, really, really wanted to go to UCLA. (laughs) I bet. I mean, like like we, you mentioned before, it's just such a special place there. I mean, they just produce the, the coaching's top quality. You know, I mean, you guys had a you, – you won a national championship and you were able to grow into the player you are now. I mean, I think that's such a big thing that a lot of people are missing from the high school to college side of things. So, um, yeah, so let's talk about Major League debuts. You've pitched in the uh, in the pros for a little while. You uh, You made your pro debut. What was that like? Is that just – unbelievable is it different <laughs> yeah it was it was really cool I, I uh that was 2018 I had had a good 14 and 15 and then missed all of 16 hurt which was my first time going to big league camp with a chance to make a team and uh came back in 17 and threw the ball well so I got put on the roster that fall and kind of knew going into camp in 18 that I had a shot but that it wasn't like a great shot so I made the team out of camp was like ecstatic uh, to go to opening day in Cincinnati. It was like Scherzer versus Homer Bailey. It was like, you know, this is, this is big league baseball. And uh, then I got sent down the second day of the year. Um, and so I got called back up like a week later, pitched once, could not have gone any worse. Um, and then it's been a, been a four-year grind to try to get back there. Um, the, the moment itself was, was really cool. My dad was there. Um, I, just, I just sucked that night. Like, <laughs> I gave up back-to-back home runs and six pitches. And I can tell you, I really don't think I've ever done that at any level <laughs> until then, including little league or T-ball or anything like that. So uh, yeah, I just had a bad night, but overall it was a, it was a very cool experience and it's been a huge, huge, huge motivating factor for me to continue, you know, grinding this out. And I've been released a bunch of times in recent years and I've just like really put it on myself to continue to improve. Um, and so I, think I'm in a much better spot now and, and hopefully we'll have a, an ERA that I can calculate by the end of the year. <laughs> I, I looked at the stats and I was like, I don't want to bring this up, but you pitched in like you were the one percenter. So you, I mean, you got to give yourself credit for that. At least like I said, I didn't want to bring yeah, up the stats. I knew, but like, you know, you're no, the part of the one percent. You, you pitched in the major league. You stepped on the major league mound at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I, it cut pretty deep for a little bit, but it's, you know, there's, there's been plenty of time to, to gloss that over and yeah and feel a lot better about, you know, the accomplishment in itself, as opposed to letting the results of one really, really crummy night, like, 
dictate your life and self-worth and how you feel about baseball and pitching. So yeah. I already, I went through that phase a little bit, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm certainly on the other side of that and, and very optimistic about what we have laying ahead of us. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I'm excited for this year. I think the Angels have done a fantastic job. Um, I think Perry Manassian knows what he's doing in the bullpen. That's been an issue for the Angels in the past. As you as an Angels fan, you probably know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> in recent years. So yeah. Kind of, it kind of is what it is, but I'm excited for, for what happens this year. So you played a little indie, indie ball, I think, as well. What? Yeah, I got a – after 18 – I hurt my oblique in 2018 um, and really just could not find myself um, with the Reds that year. Signed with the Twins the next year and just really – and did it again in spring. And just I, need, I needed to make some mechanical adjustments. And knock on wood, things have been great since then. Um, but it took me some time to find it. So – I went through a few mechanical changes that didn't really work. Then I, you know, it just kind of took me a while. So after I got released uh, in 19, I had to go play. I say had to, but I, I went to go play in Long Island uh, for the Ducks and wasn't very good there. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't getting back into affiliated baseball with the way I was throwing the ball. Um, was fortunate to get an opportunity again to go to camp with the Indians in 20. Um, but when the COVID year happened, I realized that I needed to keep playing. So I went and played, uh, we did like a month in the constellation league at Sugarland, where they had like four teams play each other in the middle of the pandemic. It's kind of cool. It was fun. It was a fun month. Um, and then, uh, since I didn't have any baseball card stats for a while, by the spring of 2021, it was tough to get a job. So I went out and threw for the Kansas city Monarchs, uh, for an outing and, uh, my stuff had ticked up a little bit and was fortunate to, to get out of there pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I, like I said, the story is awesome. I, I, I talked again with Brax Martinez the other day and his story is kind of the same thing. You know, it's, you know, constantly getting opportunities in, in different places um, and, and being fortunate enough. I mean, Andy Ball, in a sense, kind of saved probably both of you guys' career, you know, so it's pretty cool to see that. Um, and, and I'm excited. I always love indie ball. I think it's, it's, it's super cool. It's a great place for um, a lot of guys to go. So a um, couple more questions for you before I let it's you go. Cool. It's cool. I will say it's cool. Um, I've been fortunate to not have to do the ridiculous travel of it. It's cool. Yeah. But I, but I think uh, you really do have to like apply yourself and take it very seriously. If your expectation is to get out of there and get back. I think it, you know, some guys love playing and it's easy to get into like the feeling like you're going somewhere when you're not. Yeah. So uh, I, I would say the most I, I enjoyed playing, but I did find it challenging because, you know, you're, you're constantly like you have you expect yourself to be your 110 percent best self every night to get out of there. And you expect your results to be better than they were in affiliated baseball. And they're not always. Yeah. And so that was uh, I, I thought it was it's a great place for sure, but it, it's mentally challenging. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, and we've yeah. you, we've seen it a lot in the past. I mean, one of the guys, Scott Kazmir, went went from professional baseball and major league baseball um pitching for the angels went to sugarland um and then found mm -hmm. himself again i think rich hill was kind of that same that same way and they just kind of find themselves so indy paul's like i think people look down upon it i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing and i mean you're you guys it's it's proven you know <laughs> yeah no yeah not to look down on it at all yeah, and no. it's an, it's amazing and it's amazing that it's there because what are guys doing if it's like you get whacked and there's nowhere to go what are you doing yeah hundred percent hundred percent so on to a, a little something uh different you're an olympian which is yeah. super awesome. <laughs> um, first Olympian on this show, first Olympian that I've actually probably really talked to. Um, what was that experience like? You know, I mean, I know it was in the middle yeah. of the pandemic, but you're an Olympian. <laughs> yeah. So the qualification process was pretty wild and it took a lot of years to get to that point as real baseball was starting down in like the sea pool of European invitationals and 
you know, you're ranked 28th in Europe or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's a long way from the Olympics. Um, and so, yeah, the whole process was really cool. Guys played in Bulgaria and Lithuania. And then we got, you know, to the B pool and that was Germany and Italy. And then we graduated, or I guess that's the A pool. And then we graduated that and had to go play uh, Spain, the Netherlands, like, you know, good, good baseball teams. And uh, when we handled them and uh, got an Olympic berth. And so, uh, getting to go to Tokyo in the middle of the pandemic was the the Tokyo Olympics. They did an amazing job for what they could do, yeah. right? Like the stadium was beautiful. Um, the opening ceremonies were super cool. Was it a bummer that nobody was there? Yes. But was it still like an amazing spectacle watching these athletes from across the world walk out in their different uniforms? And, you know, it was, it was really cool. And, and probably my favorite part of it was kind of just interacting with people in the village and at the dining halls and stuff. And, uh, you know, you're having conversations that are like casual. And then a lot of it is there's a language barrier through a part of it too. And we kind of struggle through the broken English, but uh, it's just like wild to be interacting with, you know, just the elite of the elite. Like I tell this story a lot, but like we were playing ping pong in the rec room and these girls come into play and obviously they're very good at ping pong and it's very obvious they're tennis players. And I'm like, you know, just kind of chit chatting, asking about their thing. Like, you know, a lot of us are minor league ball players or whatever. And kind of asking about how pro tennis works. And it turns out these girls are ranked like, you know, eight, 15 and 26 internationally. And I just felt like such an idiot, like asking them like, you know, how are the, how are the meals in your minor leagues? Like, or whatever it might be. And it was like, no, these are world renowned tennis players. <laughs> so, you know, just cool, cool interaction like that was really fun. And then obviously in the minor leagues, you know, you're playing as a team, but a lot of it is for yourself. You'd be, you'd be lying if you didn't say, you know, if the team wins, 10 to three, but you gave up a three run bomb in the sixth, it hurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but playing in a setting like that, where there's no fans, it's literally just your team. And you do not care if you give up the home run. Like it really is just, we want to win games. I don't care if it's the next guy, me, however this goes, I'll go another day, whatever it is. And getting to play baseball like that, where truly, truly, truly a hundred percent is focused on winning was a really, really cool feeling. Yeah. No, hundred percent. You guys had a hell of a run. Like that was, it was, uh, you know, you weren't expected obviously probably to be in the Olympics first off and then to continue to win, continue to win. I remember, I think everybody was rooting for you, you know, and it, it was cool because you had a lot of, you know, Ian Kinsler was on the team. Ty Kelly, Ty Kelly was an angel, I think at the time. Um, and you guys just had so many Eric Falia. Oh no, Eric Falia was on team USA, but again, he was on USA. yeah, but I mean, you guys had such a, you know, team like it was just super cool to see you guys continue to go continue to go and you guys just yeah. unfortunately got hit hit by a brick wall but you know it was awesome to see that and again you're an olympian that's awesome to see that and, and hear that so last question for you before i let you go uh what does a successful 2022 look like for you um i feel good i feel very very ready to go so i'm hopeful that i'll have an opportunity to make this team out of camp um but if not I expect to contribute to the angels at some point this year. And, and think that's kind of a, I think I've put myself in a position physically, mentally and ability wise right now to do that. And so I'm pretty optimistic about contributing to a very positive season in Anaheim for the whole club. You know, I think they have made good acquisitions that, you know, this team, this team wants to win. And, and I think it'll be exciting to, to get to be a part of that in Anaheim because I remember 2002 and that was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> No, a lot of fans fans remember the, those those early thousands, the mid two thousands, even the early like twenty tens, and like that was a lot of fun. And yeah. everybody's kind of missing that. I'm, I'll let you know right now. And I know you are as well. So as a fan yeah. and, and as a player, so I'm excited that you were able to sign. 
um, with the Angels, first off, hometown guy and everything. And again, I appreciate you coming on and talking, uh, talking with me here at Talking Halos. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, just thank you so of much, course. man. It's cool. No, it's cool. Awesome. I think, I think it's, I think it's cool that this is a resource for people, adults and kids. Now I wish, you know, if, when I was 16, it would have been really cool to listen to guys talk about their experience in the organization and, and getting to be, getting to Anaheim would be really cool to listen to. So I think it's cool that you do this and, and provide that for a lot of people. Appreciate it, man. Um, thank you again so much for, for hopping on here. Um, guys, watch out for this guy. He's going to be in the major leagues this year. I already know it. Um, I, I have a very good feeling hometown guy. You got to be rooting for him. I know the angels have been done a lot of that in the past. Um, so guys, thank you so much here for listening here at talking halos and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.